on the Northland Outdoors Radio Network, this is Northland Outdoors Radio. For the next hour, we'll give you the latest on fishing, hunting, and spending time in the outdoors all across the Northland. Welcome to Northland Outdoors Radio. Now here's your host, Brett T-Bone Amundsen. Well, welcome to the Northland, ladies and gentlemen. We've got another great show for you this week. We were chasing one unique fish last week, the sturgeon. And this week, we've got another goofy-looking creature, the eel pout. We'll be hearing all about the International Eel Pout Festival that is taking place this weekend on Leech Lake in Walker, Minnesota, and finding out just what all goes on at Eel Pout with the organizer, Jared Olson. I'm not sure how many people go there to fish or just to have fun. Also, Jamie Dittman is back. He joined us in Fond du Lac last weekend as we took part in the annual sturgeon spearing festivities in Lake Winnebago. How did he do? And how does he, uh, and, and does, does he think that the sturgeon spearing gets bigger than deer camp over there? We'll ask him. Perfect. Chelsea Pettit is from Final Approach, and we approached her at SHOT Show last month in Las Vegas to find out about new waterfall products from F.A. Brand. She'll talk about new decoy paint schemes, blind bags, layout blinds, and more later this hour. First, ladies and gentlemen, behind door number one, we have Greg Kaiser. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Door number two, Brian Peterson. Hey, Brett. And door number three is Becca Clemens. Becca, Becca. Actually, there is only one door. As we've been moved into our new digs here at Northland Outdoors, we've got the official radio studio built and in operation, ladies and gentlemen. Yahoo! Have any of you guys been to the Eel Pound Festival before? I have. No. Yes. Uh, Becca, have you ever caught an eel pout before? I haven't. I don't think so, at least. I know I've caught a lot of different kind of fish, but sometimes I'll just have my dad take it off and then, oh, good job, and throw it back. So I don't know, but probably not. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. (laughs) I'm working on it, though, okay? I am. Greg, how would you describe an eel pout to Becca? It's like a catfish, really. It's got skin as opposed what? to scales yeah and it's got one fin that goes like from its neck all the way to its uh lower side hmm. so it doesn't have separate it's all one it's an interesting very interesting fish and probably not no i probably would remember that have you greg have you ever seen them when they're spawning i've seen them uh i, I was at eel pout uh, a few years ago and they were uh catching them and they had some on the ice there got a good look at them but i haven't done a whole lot of uh ice fishing and, and had luck catching them that way. I've caught them in the fall fishing so, for walleyes. But. So I haven't seen this in person, but I've, I've had people describe it to me when they spawn. They they all, they all wrap themselves up into a ball. I believe it. So you'll have, you'll have just so that it's this ugly eel-like fish, and you'll have the males and females, and they'll just create this big, giant, squirming, wiggling ball of gross. Grossness. Grossness. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, and that's you know that's kind of what they do to uh, be for part of the uh, the spawning and the mating process. Uh, it's an interesting sight to see. Um, I'm sure you're looking forward to it someday, Becca. Yeah, that should be great times. <laughs> you know, uh, this is Northland Outdoors Radio. We're talking about eel pout. People give them a bad rap because they're kind of ugly. They twist themselves around your arm, and you're usually fishing for walleyes when you hook into one, and while they can put up a good fight, it can be a little disappointing when you find out that it's a pout instead of a walleye. But personally, I think that they're uh, fun to catch. And they don't they don't taste bad either. Have any of you guys ever uh, had eel pout or cooked one up? I have. Yeah, I did too. No. Poor man's lobster. 
<laughs> Poor man's lobster. And, uh, you know, that's not the only way to do it, Brian. I actually looked up some recipes online. And, uh, of course, the poor man lobster, you take out the strips. It's like, like the back straps. Uh, you cube them, boil them up in, in 7-Up or Sprite, and then dip them in butter, and it's your poor man's lobster. But I saw <laughs> burbot turnovers hmm. with steamed mussels. I saw eel pot that was uh, beer battered, which I think anything beer battered is delicious. Yeah, I can't go wrong. <laughs> deep fried, which is uh, the way you, you'll be able to find uh, deep fried uh, eel pout nuggets at the eel pout festival this weekend. But then also uh, there were a couple of recipes where you could pan roast eel pout. I suppose. It's similar to a codfish, so it sounds it's, good. Yeah, I think they, uh, they may technically be... I don't know what they are technically. They're delicious, though, either way. <laughs> the world record, you guys want to take a guess at the world record eel pout? Like how, like long or how big? Well, we'll go with weight. Do we have, is it a multiple choice? Not yet. I would say the world record or the state record? Well, I've got both of them here, so you can you could do either one. The state record was caught in the last few years by a kid from Bemidji, I believe. And it was like 19 pounds. Oh, look at you. 19.8. It's caught on Lake of the Woods on uh, February 24th, 2012. <sighs> <laughs> Brian gets a little extra credit, some bonus points in the trivia this week. Uh, the world record is a 25.2 pound burbot from the waters of Lake Diefenbacher. Diefenbacher, does that sound right? Not sure. In Saskatchewan? No. Okay. All right. So uh, there are the, this, I love this song, by the way. Set fancy table, dress you up to dine. Lawyers at your table, you know you're dining fine. <laughs> Eel potter sometimes called lawyers. Yeah, I suppose there's not too many burbot uh, songs out there. No, this is a good one though. This is uh, Danny Chase. I found this uh, on my podcast site, Danny Chase. Burbot. Burbot. <laughs> <laughs> but I also found this one that I'm going to play for you guys right now. Hang on, here you go. Wow. From Eel Pout the Musical. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so this, this is our background uh, music for No Pout About It, ladies and gentlemen. Our trivia this week, everybody's favorite part of the show. Trivia, of course. Winner this week gets to kiss this here frozen eel pout we've got in the studio. Uh, it's good luck to kiss a pout. Everybody should want to do it. We need to do this quick, though, because this fish is thawing out in here. That's brand, what that smell is. It's a brand new studio. <laughs> All right, in 1590 in the United Kingdom, there were so many eel pout, they were used to feed A, wild hogs, B, wild dogs, or C, wild frogs. Dogs. Brian? I'll go with dogs. Becca? I'm going to be different and go with hogs. Wild hogs it is! Yes! Ladies and gentlemen. Bam, what? Finally got one right. (laughs) Total guess. That's all right. You get to kiss the bourbon. It's all good. (laughs) Yes! (laughs) We'll see how cocky you are then. (laughs) While people in the Northland usually regard eel pot as the poor man's lobster, in Finland, they eat their roe and their what? 
A, their skin, B, their liver, or C, whatever's in their fridge? <laughs> I'm going to go with liver. Liver. Greg? Liver. Right. Liver. Liver is correct. You guys all cancel each other out, apparently. The <laughs> liver, so check this out. So in the 1920s, a, a druggist from Minnesota, uh, Theodore Rowell, and his father, Joseph Rowell, a commercial fisherman on Lake of the Woods, were using the burbot as feed for the foxes on their blue fox farm. They discovered that the burbot contained something that improved the quality of the fox's furs. This was confirmed by the fur buyers who commented these furs were better than the other ones they were seeing. Uh, they extracted some of the oil and sent it away to, to be examined. The result was that the liver of the burbot has three to four times the potency in vitamin D and four to 10 times in vitamin A than uh, other cod liver oil. So uh, the, the liver in these uh, eel pout, there's a lot of, lot of vitamins and a lot of benefits. That's good to know. Mm -hmm. We'll have to cook up some... Eel pout liver. Some liver. Never thought I'd see the day. All right, no pout about it. It's trivia here on Northland Outdoors Radio. Uh, question number three. Are eel pout A, eels, B, pouts, or C, cod? Brian. Cod. Becca. Pouts. <laughs> cod. <laughs> the answer, of course, is cod. I'm not sure. She just, does, she just doesn't want to kiss the bourbon. <laughs> I just. <laughs> just want to pucker up for the pout. Question four. No pout about it. How are you most likely to catch an eel pout with a a jig and minnow, b by noodling, or c how most how are you most likely to catch an eel pout with a baseball glove? That's tough. I'm going to go with jig and minnow. Jig and minnow, Greg. I mean, are you talking about this weekend, or are you talking about <laughs> through might, the ice? You might be catching them with a glove this yeah. weekend. <laughs> Other than dough balls, jig and minnow, that's what I'm going with. Brian? Jig and minnow. Of course, that is correct. Now, question five. Who would win at Twister, an eel pout or a catfish? <laughs> Greg? Eel pout. Becca? Eel pout. Brian? I think eel pout are a little more slinky. Trick so question. They'd both die because they'd be out of the water. <laughs> <laughs> no pot about it. Eel pout trivia here on Northland Outdoors Radio. Who's our winner? Do Becca. I, I, I will kiss it. Start smooching. <laughs> that sounded so bad. Right, congratulations, uh, Becca. <laughs> Becca, of course, here at Northland Outdoors keeps, uh, keeps track of what's going on on our website. And uh, there is a story on there about our moose in Minnesota. There's been so much research about the moose lately here in Minnesota, Becca. There was a story that came out recently uh, talking about what's going on. What is going on with our moose? Well, the moose's population has really gone into a decline. Ever since about 2012, their numbers have pretty much dwindled. The Minnesota DNR says that um, at a 2016 aerial moose survey, there was about an estimated 4,000 moose that they could see. And that's up about 600 since last year, but they, um, the highest population that they have recorded was in 2006, and that was 8,800, but it's gone down since then in the last nine, 10 years, 55%. Yeah, it's so that is not good. It, it has not been good, but they're, they're, uh, they're saying that the decline is, is slowing down now? Yes, That's yep. A, you can read more about that at northlandoutdoors.com. When we come back, Jamie Dittman and I went to Fond du Lac last weekend where, where the Spear the Fatty was, also where it was opening weekend of sturgeon spearing season. How do we do? We'll talk about what a cool experience it was to try and stick a dinosaur next and let you know how we did coming up in Northland Outdoors Radio. 
Uh, guys, thank you very much for being on the show. Thanks, Brett. Welcome. Thank you. Hensley Auctions is proud to bring you the Upper Red Lake Kelleher, Minnesota Absolute Ice Castle Fish House Auction. Saturday, March 5th at 11 a.m. at Greater Minnesota Rental. Selling over 15 Ice Castle Fish Houses. Various models, sizes, and options all loaded. Also selling ice fishing supplies, rattle reels, rod holders, and ice hole liners. Saturday, March 5th at Greater Minnesota Rental. 21494 Joas Beach Road, Northeast, Kelleher. For more info, pictures, and online bidding, visit HenslinAuctions.com. That's HenslinAuctions.com. This is Northland Outdoors Radio. Like a sturgeon. <laughs> like a sturgeon. All right, back here on Northland Outdoors Radio. I'm Brett T-Bone Amundsen. Jamie Dittman, who writes for the What's Up Outdoors column for the Brainerd Dispatch, joins us in the studio once again. Jamie, you filled up on seafood last night. Can you walk today? Well, uh, turns out they didn't have it last night, so we had steak. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's not so bad. No, then, that's all right. I guess. Well, I'm glad I couldn't go, and I, w- I was really looking forward to the seafood. So I'm kind of glad to hear that. I, that Maybe it this there. week. All right. Uh, have, hey, by the way, have you been to the Eel Paw Festival before? I have. Uh, it's been probably five years, but we used to go off and on. Um, that's, of course, going on this weekend on uh, Leech Lake. How do you like to cook up eel pout, by the way? You know, I've been to eel pout. I've caught eel pout. I've just never had the opportunity to eat eel pout. You've never yet. eaten it? Nope. Get out of here. Nope. I would say we're going to, and then that day we don't catch one. We're, you know, we're in the Brainerd area here. We're going to go over to Gull Lake, and we're going to catch some eel pout this week and cook some up. That's easy enough. Is it pretty easy to catch them over oh, there? Oh, yeah. Yep. All right, we're going to go do that. That's our that's our goal this week, to catch us some eel pot. Hopefully easier than spearing sturgeon last last weekend. Can't get a lot tougher. Man, we, uh, we were on Fond du Lac for the uh, sturgeon spearing event uh, last week, chasing that unique fish, the sturgeon. It was our second year in a row out there, but uh, unlike the first year, this time we could spear out there. Yep, this year we got a tag, so we had to go give it a run. You have to apply for a license in October. Uh, and then the season is generally around mid-February. And uh, this year, though, they almost didn't have enough ice for us. No, it was, I think the last week, they, they must have grew like six inches ice because we had 18. Good solid 18 inches around the south end of Lake Winnebago for us and a couple houses that we rented from Tyler Jackson. And then it was the waiting game. It was late February yeah. out in the lake. Got the ice off the truck, cut out a big ice cake. Slid the shanty over and stacked a snowbank with beer. Turned on the little heater and I hung out my spear. It's pretty much like us, except we didn't have yeah. the beer out there. I noticed since we've been back, though, you've been talking like that. So oh, must have spent yeah. too much time there. <laughs> yeah, you know, you spent a little eh? bit of time over there. You Sitting know, in the shanty, eh? Golly, it's, uh, you know, you get into that central Wisconsin or even eastern Wisconsin. It's, it's kind of like a mixture between the Minnesota and the Chicago accent. Oh, boy. I think it's a perfect song for us while we talk about this. Who sings this? Shad. Uh, Shad rap. Shad rap. Is, is they're the, the big Wisconsin band. Oh, yeah, they're big in Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. Oh, golly. Shad rap there, you know, uh, singing about the sturgeon. Um, Jamie, uh, you, we went over there. We sat over this hole for a long time. You built your own decoy for it this year. Yep. And it would, you know, it would have been cool to, to, uh, to get one with my own decoy, but Tell, well, tell us about the decoy that you, that you made. I built about an 18-inch, big, yellow, happy-faced decoy that we named Dude. 
Dude. And it turns out when you build a decoy, you should use waterproof glitter. <laughs> You're just chumming the waters a little bit. <laughs> yeah, with it's a little glitter. sparkly in my hole. <laughs> Drops this decoy down and yeah, the glitter didn't didn't seem to hold very no. well. <laughs> so uh, why did you make your own decoy this year? I just thought, you know, and I was like making my own stuff and it'd be it'd be cool to try to get one on something that you made. Right. And so it was, uh, you, basically, you, when you told me you were going to make when you wanted to do a big smiley face. Yep. Uh, so I just picture this round, this round, like a block of cheese, basically, that would just kind of spin with a smiley face on both sides. But you actually carved a fish. Yeah, kind of a big, like, sunfish-shaped yellow, and I put fins on it and weighted it so it would turn and look kind of like a fish. And the, the color looked like the smiley face, but still the fish shape. The water clarity had improved enough. We could see bottom in 11 feet of water, but we generally kept our decoys pretty shallow. Yeah, was, you could see the bottom uh, with the sticks we had on the bottom, but you couldn't see off the side very far at all. It was, it's pretty dirty compared to what we're used to pike spearing. And as Tyler told us, the guide we had out there that stopped by, he said uh, with the eyes on top of their head like that, they, they look up quite a bit, so you keep your decoy fairly shallow and the fish will come up and kind of check it out. Yeah, and hopefully they get, you know, a little shallower too to come into the decoy and spear them a little easier. Interesting about the coffee cup. The coffee cup is it. That's where it's at. The white we just, coffee We mug. just seen that. Yeah, we, we heard about that. We've heard about it from so many different people. We've seen people use it. I asked him, I said, what is it about this white coffee mug that the sturgeon like? He said, I don't know what it is, but I've actually seen sturgeon swim up to it and... It's like, you know, like they're sucking on the coffee. Like there's something they're trying to suck up the it's coffee. Got to be the caffeine. I think they're tired. Yeah, they look like a little lethargic. They, they're they, old. <laughs> a little caffeine boost. They're old. They need caffeine. <laughs> Jamie Dittman, our guest here, Northland Outdoors Radio, talking about spearing sturgeon on Lake Winnebago uh, by Fond du Lac in Wisconsin, where we were last week. It goes from 7 p.m. Uh, 7 a.m. to 1 p.m. every day is when you can spear out there. It's only six hours, but I'll tell you what, staring into a hole for six hours, that can be a long day. Yeah, it's long, but, uh, you know, usually when a lot of people go pike spearing here, it's sun up to sun down, so it's not too bad compared to that, but it gets to be a long day. Your neck gets sore, your back gets sore. You we start seeing things, <laughs> shadows. Oh, for sure. I saw all <laughs> kinds of fish that I know weren't there. Yep. But uh, in, in, we talked about it. How great would it be to have one of those massage beds? Yes. Where you lay on your stomach with the hole in the bed, your face in the hole, and you could stare down into the lake. That would be awesome. That would save your back so much. Do they actually make things like that? They make a, some guy was making a spearing chair where you would actually bolt it to the floor and lay in it and over the hole. It would you make your day fly right by. We need to get one of those yeah. for next year, for sure. I, I think it'd just be fun to have one around the house maybe because you just don't want to just fall open to that <laughs> huge hole right how big how big do you think that that hole was uh i think about three by eight three by eight side yep. that's what it was three yep. by three by eight i didn't think it was that wide it but, might have been like 30 inches but it was yeah well we didn't see any fish but uh we did hear some other people seeing bass they saw pike they saw panfish one girl in our group did actually spear a sturgeon a 48 incher uh, while we were out there. And then after we left, they uh, they stuck a big one. Did you hear about that big one out there? Yeah, like one, close to 150. Yeah, uh, last I had heard, the biggest fish speared so far out in Fond du Lac this year, Lake Winnebago, was a 147.9 pound female. That is huge. That's like, what, 70, 80, inch, 80 inches? 77 inches long. Uh, Jamie, guess how many pounds the eggs were inside? I'll go with five. 
Would you like to uh, phone a friend? <laughs> well, I'll give you a second guess, and I'll just tell you, you're, you we'll need go to go 20. 41.52 wow. pounds of eggs were collected for research by the DNR out of this 150-pound sturgeon that was speared. Man, you hear about things like that, it makes you want to go back again this weekend, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't know if that'll happen. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's not going to happen, but I want to get back out there. Uh, there's two zones for spearing out there that we found out. We learned a little bit about the upriver lake spearing. Yep, where they said it's shallower, easier, more fish, but hard to get a tag. I think you said seven years is generally the weight on it. Yeah, you got to every year buy your points or your credits, and then when you get enough, then you get that tag, and I, I guess it's pretty awesome when you get one i want to start buying buying points i want to go back there and i just want to go back there and spear and just see some fish it's just such a unique thing it's the only place in the country for the most part that you can do this in michigan they have a they have a place where they spear like six fish a year this place they spear you know two to three thousand of them there's you know 10 15 thousand people out on the lake it's like deer camp it's just a unique experience that you can't do anywhere else I think we should go back next year, Jamie. I think so. I mean, just just to know that any second you watch those videos and you see a 100-pound fish come in and go below the ice, <laughs> that could happen at any second. That's pretty cool. Find out more about spearing on, uh, sturgeon on Lake Winnebago at NorthlandOutdoors.com. Jamie Dittman, and uh, we can read maybe about it too. Yeah, we'll get something in this week in the What's Up Outdoors and the Brainer Dispatch. Jamie Dittman, thanks for being on Northland Outdoors Radio. Have a good one. The big festival on ice in Walker is taking place this week, the 37th annual Eel Pound Festival. Have you heard of it? If not, you won't want to miss our next segment on Northland Outdoors Radio with Jared Olson. Plus a Rambo bike review and new products from F.A. Brand before the show is over. Slime rep around you like a snake. Talking fish here. Bourbon. Hensland Auctions is proud to bring you the Upper Red Lake, Kelleher, Minnesota Absolute Ice Castle Fish House Auction. Saturday, March 5th at 11 a.m. at Greater Minnesota Rental. Selling over 15 Ice Castle Fish Houses. Various models, sizes, and options all loaded. Also selling ice fishing supplies, rattle reels, rod holders, and ice hole liners. Saturday, March 5th at Greater Minnesota Rental. 21494 Joas Beach Road, Northeast, Kelleher. For more info, pictures, and online bidding, visit HenslandAuctions.com. That's HenslandAuctions.com. Want hunting and fishing news and stories? We've got it covered. And everything else outdoors, it's all here too, and in a big way. At northernoutdoors.com, if it happens outdoors, it's happening here. Stories, photos, videos, social media, and much, much more. All intertwined with Northern Outdoors' other varied products spanning Minnesota, Wisconsin, and North and South Dakota. Updated daily, northernoutdoors.com is one-stop shopping for all things outdoors all the time. Rediscover the outdoors at northernoutdoors.com. busy life, always coming and going. Trying to keep up with everything is hard. We get it. Let us help. We'll deliver the latest news from the outdoors, rules and regulations from across the Northland right into your email with the Northland Outdoors newsletter. Sign up now at northlandoutdoors.com. It's free! And follow us on Facebook and Twitter to stay updated. And hey, maybe win some cool prizes. Find out more at northlandoutdoors.com. You're listening to Northland Outdoors Radio.